Welcome to Hats, Tats, and Stats Podcast, a championship-caliber Buffalo Pro Sports Talk Show. Hats, Tats, and Stats is part of the BICBP Radio Network. Check us out online at BICBP-radio.com. Bills Mafia, let me talk to you. Welcome back to another episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats. I am EZD, flying solo this week. Uh, you guys are going to have to bear with us. It's a busy time of year. I am finishing up fall ball with the college. Bold claim Ben. Tough to lock him down every single week. He's a busy kid. He's got a lot going on with the new job. Uh, Big Diesel still coaching. Uh, the stat dad doing dad stuff and working full time. And right now our schedules don't match. And T-Wave, Taylor Sekaterski, is uh, doing the thing with his new job, running Sidelines Sports Bar and Grill. Shout out to them. Great food, great service, great libations, and uh, potentially someone we are looking to work with in the future here. Uh, with the show and uh, all that being said things are just very very busy right now we're working on getting things sorted out Uh, my life slows down which is going to make it easier to hook up with everybody else going forward in the couple weeks here all that being said uh, I say that and I'm also going to be picking up strength and conditioning stuff Monday through Wednesday so who knows Uh, we're but we're still doing it we're still here it is hats tats and stats a championship caliber buffalo pro sports talk show Ah, uh, it is time, man. What a week. What a week. We're talking, I don't even know what week we're in anymore. The se- Anybody else think the NFL season's a blur? It's insane. Um, uh, it, it's it, it's wild. It is it is wild how fast the season goes every single year. Oh, man. I apologize. I'm typing something. Here we go. So the Bills this week. So last week... Um, tough game I you know and I'm, I'm the guy that I've said it I said it on Twitter uh, if you guys don't know I'm the one that runs the Twitter so when I say I it's your boy easy D doing it um I don't I don't want to hear the excuse I don't want to hear the travel excuse I don't want to hear the time is different um you know it basically what we did is we traveled to the west coast to play a team who's been home for the last two weeks we just went the other way oh well it's early I I don't care you're a multi-million dollar athlete wake up show up and be ready to play uh, if you're saying that the jet lag and the travel was part of the issue there, I apologize. I just don't want to hear it. Uh, to me, that's not an excuse. What's the difference between, I mean, if you look at our schedule, we play one, four, Thursday, Sunday, Sunday night, Monday night. It, it doesn't matter. The time of the game should not impact your performance. And if it does, I'm sorry, there's a bigger problem there. Uh, I, I just, I don't think it's something that really needs to, impact the game or should be an excuse of why we didn't play well uh tough game i don't know why jacksonville's got our number all the time but they do uh it seems like whenever whenever we were not good like when we were in the drought era uh jacksonville struggled against us and now that we're out of the drought area where era we struggle with jacksonville and i don't really understand why uh not being able to establish the running game definitely didn't help and i'm not a run first guy you guys know that if you listen to the show if you hear me talk if you hear me tweet or read me tweet i don't think you hear me tweet but if you you know pay attention to, to what we put out there when i speak i'm not a buffalo needs to run the ball first team but we're also a team that needs to be able to 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 run the ball a little bit um i, I don't know what dorsey's game plan was we did really well under center uh we did really well showing attempts to run the ball and then we came out and shotgun a lot of the game running very similar looks that didn't work all day. Uh, it, it it looked very akin to the Jets game plan where we were just, we're going to just keep kicking down the door until the door opens. The problem was uh, the door didn't open. You know, the, the door didn't open for us and it didn't end well. And I mean, we played ugly, played ugly, ugly football. And it was a one score game going into the fourth. Um, 
Yeah, and the the frustrating part about that is we were in a point in the fourth where there was no reason for Jacksonville to play any type of prevent defense. You know, they, they didn't have to worry about us marching down, scoring to tie the game. So they could just play defense. They could still send pressure. They could, you know, really put the game away. Um, and we went down the field in 40 seconds and scored, which was one of the most frustrating things to watch after an entire game of not being able to move the football. Um, but that's the past, you know, getting moving beyond. I hope we never go back to London. If we never, ever, ever go back to London, it will be too soon. Um, I just don't like it. I don't, and it has nothing to do with, again, like I said, I, the, the game, the time change and stuff is not a good enough excuse for me to say, yeah, yeah, we didn't do well because of this. I just don't like it. I, I don't like the fact that this is two years in a row now. Um, we've lost significant pieces of our team to a little bit different turf. You know, we know the turf in Detroit is not great, we'll say. Um, but this was completely different. And you heard guys, you know, reports coming out about it, about the basically playing on concrete with a carpet on it. Um, and that, that's really what we're looking forward at here going into this week going against the Giants on Sunday Night Football. Um, this is a team who should, a, a head coach who should know us very well. Um, if he, if you don't think he's got a hand in this offensive game plan to know what our defense does and what our defense likes to do, you're out of your mind. The nice part about that is I, I do believe that Sean McDermott, greater than Leslie Frazier as a defensive mastermind behind this team, and I think that has shown, uh, despite the injuries, despite everything, our defense gave us more than a chance to win that game last week despite everyone being hurt and all the injuries and stuff that we've been dealing with. So all of that being said, I still think uh, our boy Dable is going to have a decent hand in what's going to go on on the field t- uh, this week. That being said, he I don't know if he's hasn't taken over a, a ton or if he hasn't done a ton as far as play calling. I know there was a rumor the one game he took over, they um, – yeah, the Giants were losing to the Cardinals, and he took over, well, allegedly took over play calling, which last I saw, and I don't pay that close of attention to know if they basically said yes, he did or no, he didn't. But basically, it came out that you know they think he took over calling plays, and the Giants turned that game around. <clears throat> the Giants, uh, coach of the year last year, Brian Dable, not having a good run in year number two. Uh, things to be worried about here. Saquon Barkley, if he's healthy, still a great, great, great running back. I'm not going to say top two like he was, but uh, definitely in the top five-ish conversation, I would say. And the other part of that is um, we're pretty banged up. And now I, I look at our depth chart and, you know, people losing losing Daquan up the middle on our defense is tough. That is not a great thing. He's been playing really, really well. And it's been playing our, allowing our linebackers to play free. You know, to kind of to move around the field, to play free, and to go kind of establish themselves as playmakers, which Milano we knew was, and you know the young kid hasn't looked bad this year, but uh, losing him is tough. But I mean, this is why we brought in Puna Ford, right? And Puna was a big signing. A lot of people were excited excited about it in the in, in the off season, and he's been a depth piece that's been a healthy scratch across the board. So we have a dude stepping in who is very, who is a talented, talented player. We signed him for a reason. This is the reason. Uh, so it's time for him to step up. The AJ Epinesa emergence, we can't even call it a resurgence, but the emergence, and this is, if you listen to the show, you know that we've been AJ Epinesa truthers all along. Um, our, our boy Buffalo Freddy, shout out Buffalo Freddy here, uh, Putting out a sign out front of his business, a that AJ Epinesa apology forms are due. 
you know who will not be filling out AJ Vanessa apology forms? Four of the five hosts of this of, of this show, uh, myself, T-Wave, and the brothers Yelich, been AJ Epinesa truthers thinking, you know, listen, he's he's got it. He there's so, there's stuff there. He's better than he looks on on the stat sheet. And now he's getting the stats. Now he's you know he's making the plays. He's finishing the plays. And weird. It's almost like guys. Some guys take time to develop. You're not if this idea that you're not a year one or year two stud is uh, suddenly you know we look a little smart making this call. Uh, the the brothers. Taylor and I, you know, been been behind AJ Epinesa since day one. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna put the <laughs> we're gonna put the stat dad apology form to AJ Epinesa in the mail, uh, and hopefully he keeps he keeps showing out because with Von being back, you know, we have guys who can step up and do it. Uh, the big one, Von finishing the game with a hat, you know, ball cap on the side. I truly and honestly believe he was on a snap count. Uh, I believe he was on a pitch count on Sunday. And with guys going down left and right, and him coming back off of a you know an injury that we lost him for the year last year, I really believe that that was McDermott's call, saying we could use him here, but the like this game does not matter as much as the future get like the, the the entire season does, and putting him out there when his first game back on the field conditions that guys were play, uh, complaining about, I don't think having Vaughn on the field there made a whole lot of sense, uh, and I think McDermott made the right call and took him off the field as you know I haven't seen anything this year or this week that says Vaughn was pulled off because of injury I think it was more preventative I think it was the surface isn't great we don't need to risk losing you again we just got you back and we've lost a lot and we're going to need to put pressure on quarterbacks to try to lessen the load on our now depleted secondary um you know hopefully we have you know I don't think Josh Norman is an answer I don't think he was brought in to be uh, to be a replacement for anybody, I think maybe he was brought in to be a veteran voice, kind of a, a teachable player, you know, player on the field, you know, a depth piece that can help the young guys learn. Um, you know, I think that's something that we 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 may see him on the field, but I don't think he was brought in to be an immediate impact on the field. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me if there's not another piece of the puzzle that's moved or brought in or acquired in some way before the end of the season with the loss of Trey. Um, you know, I, we're going to learn real quick what, what our rookie Dorian Williams looks like as Matt Milano's backup. I, I, I don't know. McDermott, genius move, having him learn the position, apparently. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what the, what these, what this looks like, but you know, we, we've talked about the intelligence behind our coaching with the intelligence behind, we lost Trey White for a season. We damn near went to a Super Bowl. Um, you know, Matt Milano's a big piece that, that hurts that one, that one hurts losing him. I mean, he's been a corner piece, but it's the next man up philosophy. I mean, we've seen teams lose a quarterback and still make a, still make a Super Bowl run. Uh, shout out Big Dick Nick Foles for turning that season around for uh, the Eagles on that run. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting this week. The Giants are. I mean, they're still they're they're an offensive team. They're they're meant to play offense. They have a solid defensive front. Uh, this is this is a Giants team that's that their defense has been the one that you know through last year kind of kept them around kept them in games uh they made things work with pieces that didn't look like they belonged or didn't look like they fit necessarily and 
made a decent push at the end of the year. Uh, I do not want this to be a turnaround game for the Giants. Uh, I want this to be a bounce-back game for Buffalo. I want to see the old Buffalo back. I want to see the Bills establish the run. And I want to see the Bills look like we have competency on the offensive side of the football. We just talked about a lot of injuries. A lot, a lot of injuries on the defensive side. Lot Three, three huge pieces. Uh, most teams lose three starters, especially three all-pro starters or two all-pro starters and I don't know the way Daquan was playing. He was probably he, he may have been on on pace for it, um, but you lose those guys. Most teams are going. Oh, we are in trouble. Most teams also don't have Josh Allen. Um, you know we're we're looking at a team who for the for years and years and years it's been the defense and Josh Allen. Now it needs to be the offense. It needs to be the offense and Sean McDermott coaching our defense to play well, despite the injuries and the shortcomings. Uh, we spent a lot of money and a lot of draft capital on that on that defensive front four. It, they need to start paying off. Um, you know, we we spent an early draft pick on a linebacker. We need him to pay off. That all of that being said, that that will help our secondary. Uh, we need to be able to score points on teams, and we need to be able to score points in bunches and bunches, and keep pressure on the other teams offense to keep pace with us which will help our defense if our defense can pin its ears back and get pressure and the other team's offense is worried about keeping up with what our offense can do we're not going to see much of a downfall here uh you look through the nfl i you know you look through the afc um right now we're, we're looking up at miami because they have one more win on us and um you know we're we're looking up at the chiefs I think we catch the Dolphins, and I mean we have a shot. We have a shot at the Chiefs also. So, you know, we're hitting a point in our in our schedule here. We should beat the Giants. We should beat the Patriots. The Patriots are currently being one of the worst teams in football. Uh, after showing up Week One against the Eagles and doing pretty well, they're they're now being regarded as a bottom five squad. Uh, the Bucks, another team that. Uh, I, they don't scare me. Their offense is older. I mean, you look at some of the names and you're like, holy cow. And then you're like, oh, you know, he's a little, you know, wrong side of 26. Uh, Baker Mayfield, does he scare you? Probably not. That running game, does it scare you? Probably not. Are they quietly a decent, okay team this year? Sure, we'll give them that. Um, you know, currently leading their division at three and one. I don't know. I, they're just not impressive to me. So that should be realistically. Uh, that should be three in a row before we go into the Bengals. And then we get the Broncos. We get redemption against the Jets, who <laughs> at this point still seem to be rolling with uh, with our boy. Who, but again, that just gave the Chiefs a game. Um, and then we get the Eagles, Chiefs, and Cowboys back to back to back. Hopefully by that stretch, that little murderer's row stretch going November, December, December, um, we're, we're looking at like, okay, we've kind of figured ourselves out. We, we've got pieces in place and we know what's going on. But it starts this week. You know, you look at that, we're running out of time here. We got three decently easy games, and we got the Bengals. We should beat the Broncos. We should beat the Jets, and then we go three in a row. Then we got the Chargers and the Patriots. The Chargers can't get out of their own way. The Patriots, again, we just talked about. And then we finish the season with the Dolphins, which could be for the AFC or the AFC's championship. And who knows, possibly a one seed. So uh, it's time to figure it out. And, you know, you can't, you can't be doom and gloom here. You just can't. Uh, we need to look at this and say we spent a lot of time, a lot of draft capital, and a lot of money on this defense. Losing three people, McDermott preaches depth. McDermott preaches 
guys who can play multiple positions, guys who can fill in and fill roles. Um, it wouldn't surprise me to see, especially with some of the other guys being banged up in our secondary, to see uh, to see rap on the field more, and maybe even coming down and playing a little bit of that of that Matt Milano position. Um, you know, kind of that that hybrid safety turned linebacker move. I don't know. Maybe there's a reason we brought that dude in. Maybe that's part of it. Um, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see the adjustments that we make, and it starts this week against the Giants. Um, I I don't think the Giants get out of their own way. I I, I don't see that being a concern. Uh, if we lose to a one and four team, I suddenly have have some concerns. We look at this one and four team, forty to nothing against the uh, against the Cowboys on on the L. Should have lost to the Cardinals. Came storming back. Won that one. Got beat up decently by the Niners. Got beat up by the Seahawks. Got kind of beat up by the Dolphins. They gave the Dolphins a game till half, uh, and they and that that high powered seventy three point offense only put up thirty one against them. So we'll see. Uh, I'm intrigued to see how this looks because again, this is going to be a new look. I think we see some adjustments, and I see we I think we see McDermott kind of kind of shake things up a little bit here. Uh, speaking of the Dolphins, playing the Panthers this week should be an easy W for them, and then we get it, we get to see what they look like against the Eagles. That's going to be an interesting one for me. Um, and then, I mean they they go they go every other week at this point. So they're going Panthers, then they got the Eagles, then they go Patriots, and then they go Chiefs, and then they go Raiders, and then they go Jets, and then they go Commanders, and then they go Titans, and then they go Jets, then they go Cowboys, then they go Ravens, then they go Bills. I mean that's a tough stretch down the road for them too. Uh, this is going to be a thing. I think I really think we're in the midst of a season where you're going to see the AFC beat the ever-loving hell out of each other, just dogfight across the board. Every single uh, every single game, you're just going to see teams just toe-to-toe. I mean, the Ravens look like they can light, light it up, and then they lose to the Steelers, who look like, I don't know, Steelers might finally have a losing season after a while. It's going to be interesting. Uh, we talk about the AFC being stacked and loaded, and it is, but what that, what that means is it's stacked and loaded, which means no one has an easy schedule. Uh, there's not a single team in, in the NFL, or in the AFC at least, that has an easy schedule. Uh, you know what would be awesome? If we were in one of the one of two NFC divisions. Uh, so if we were in the north or the south of the NFC, I'm sitting here with my feet kicked up going like, uh, one I got to worry about the Bucks, and the other one I got to you know I'm I'm in a dogfight with the Lions, and I think the Lions run away with the North, and then the South is going to be a toss up between anybody but the Panthers. So that'll be uh, that'll be a fun road to hoe there. The other two, I mean, the top two in the in the NFC East are going to be in a dogfight all year long, um, and then I mean it's it's the 49ers division to lose other you know outside of that but I mean we look through the we look through the AFC 4 and 1 3 and 2 2 and 3 the Dolphins Bills and Jets Chiefs at 4 and 1 everyone else 2 and 2 2 and 3 1 and 4 again the Broncos are terrible not worth talking about uh but the Chargers and Raiders are 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 fighting to keep pace with the Chiefs the Steelers again, top of their division at three and two, tied with the Ravens, who they just beat, with the Browns and the Bengals at two and two and two and three. The two and three Bengals. Can we talk about the two and three Bengals? If you listen to Common Debauchery, all right. So I 
Here on the BACBP Radio Network, I, myself, EZD, have two other shows, Common Debauchery and Tip of the Cap Podcast. Shout out to both of my other shows. Shameless self-promotion WWE style here. Uh, If you listen to Common Debauchery, Rotten Jack and I had a bet uh, with Joe Burrow having the calf injury, and we were talking about if he misses time. Like that, Jamar Chase basically came out and said, dude, I don't care. Take as much time as you want. Come back healthy after week five. But we want you back at 100%. We don't want you 50, 80, whatever. We want you at 100%. Take the time. We don't have to start the season. You have to end the season. And we had the conversation of what do the Bengals do if Joey Bag of Donuts doesn't play the first five weeks? He said they go 5-0, and 4-1 and at worst. I said they would be lucky to be near 500, and that was that we made that bet. And that if Joe Burrow didn't play, and they, no matter how many games they he didn't play, if they went over 500, I owed him dinner. And if he owed, if they went under, he owed me dinner. And then Joey Bag of Donuts played, <laughs> and they started the season two. They started the season two and three. So I would have won that. Uh, regardless of what his, you know, because I, I don't think they do better with a different quarterback in. I just I, I just don't see that being a thing that it would happen. It just wouldn't. You don't get, like, and that's what, we had that conversation uh, in person. He was like, oh, you know, it, does, it doesn't matter. He played. I'm like, so you, he goes, I still believe they would. I'm like, so you're saying whoever their backup is is better than Joe Burrow? That's a joke. Um but this is what I mean. The the AFC is going to beat the hell out of each other. And, I mean, it's going to be a dogfight across the board. Uh, I mean, we're talking about... So that, that Bengals offense has only scored 83 points. The Steelers who and the, and the Browns are only... Are less than 10 points behind that. The Ravens have scored 109. Oh, that's incredible. The Bengals defense have given up 114. The Bengals defense that made the Bills offense look like a shell last year um it, it's it's incredible the Colts the Colts at three and two scoring 120 points being being one of the higher scoring offenses oh my god uh highest scoring offenses in the AFC the Dolphins the Bills the Chiefs the Colts the Texans the Chargers uh, and the Ravens, then the Jags. So there's your order. I don't know. That was probably close to 10. I can't count that high right now. But, uh, yeah, so I'm going to keep this one short, guys. Uh, Buffalo Pro Sports Talk Show, so we're going to keep it, you know, I mean, uh, Bills bounce back big this week. I'm I'm saying a 35-17 win on Sunday Night Football. Primetime Josh in full effect, and let's let's just send it. Let's, let's send it there. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres. Buffalo Sabres puck drop on the season tomorrow night, Thursday night against the Rangers. It is exciting. What an exciting time to be a Sabres fan. A lot of polls out there. A lot of people talking that the Sabres are going to be one of the top five teams in the league for the next five years. Young, fast, scoring goals, playing exciting hockey. It's an exciting time to be a a Buffalo fan. Uh, You know, we still got still got some growing to do. There's going to be a young team. They're going to be a young team, but they're going to push and they're going to fight. Uh, I'm hoping Donnie, Donnie Meatballs, uh, Danny Granado there gets them going in the right direction, keeps them going in the right direction like they were last year. Uh, and a lot of people, a lot of people have been up in arms about Buffalo coaching recently. 
uh, saying I, I've seen a lot of things that McDermott should be on the hot seat this year. That if we don't win a Super Bowl, he should be out. I think that's tough. I think that's a tough, uh, a, a tough thing. And you know, Don Granado, I'm not, I'm not ready to sell the ship on Donnie Meatballs yet. This dude has been having us going in the right direction every year. And if you pay attention, so like when we talk about the Bills and the rebuild, right? The Sabers are in like year two to year three of where the Bills were. The difference is. The Bills in year one, when they tore it down, squeaked into the playoffs. Year two, we missed the playoffs, and people were like, oh, we went backwards. No, we didn't. We overachieved the year before. And then we made the playoffs in year three, and we tore it down to the studs. I mean, we had a few decent guys in place. You know, we had a, a couple players that you know held down spots, were bridge gap guys, that were still feasibly good players. That's the difference. The Sabres didn't have that. The Sabres didn't have like those bridge gap guys. They didn't have guys who were viable players who could win you games. I mean, we were playing goalie roulette. We had, didn't we couldn't score goals and you know, now we're coming up, we're developing talent from the bottom up. We're you know, we we haven't had that big vet signing. We you know, we had a couple, you know, we had a couple trades and kind of revitalized a couple careers, but you know, we haven't had that big vet sign like the Bills had Diggs or now the Bills had Von Miller. Like, the Sabres haven't done that, but the part of the reason they haven't done that is because they're not ready for it. They don't need it. But they've got young studs ready to go. And I'm sure the Yelich boys, if one of one or either of them would hear, were here, would correct me across the board somewhere that there's some vet that we have that is that guy. But, I mean, it's not – we're not talking about anybody of superstar caliber because, you know, Tej wasn't considered to be that guy. I think he's that guy, but you know, we have a lot of talent, a lot of hungry young dudes that want to play and it's going to be an exciting, exciting year. Um, Rangers at Sabres tomorrow, 7 PM. I'm not putting a score on this one. I'm just going to sit here and say, let's go Sabres. Let's go bills. Let's go Buffalo. Uh, it's an exciting time. It is, you know, I don't remember the last time I was excited for a Sabres season or I really don't because it's been a long time. Um, and, the Bills at least sold hope every year when they sucked, you know, and it would be like whether it was week two or week seven when I was like, well, it's always next year. Uh, they still sold excitement. They still sold hope. The Sabres just sold, I, you know, I, and I was a huge hockey fan growing up, so uh, that one's tough. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited. I want to get back into it. I want to watch more hockey this year. And, you know, a little little sports stuff, a little Buffalo sports stuff here on Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast. You're Buffalo Pro Sports Talk Show. I'm EZD signing off. That's going to wrap it up right around the half hour mark this week for you guys because I'm flying solo. And when I fly solo, I don't like talking your ear off on my own because who wants to hear me just pontificate for an hour? Plus, it's not easy to do. Um, and you know what? We might try, drop a bonus episode. I, I went off on Twitter on somebody the other day or on with a few people the other day about Mike McDaniel and how much I hate that fucking nerd, but we'll, uh, we're not going to go there quite yet, but maybe one of these days I'll drop that bonus episode and you guys can laugh at me going on a rampage. But uh, until then, thanks for tuning in, guys. Hats, Tats, and Tats podcast, part of the BICBP Radio Network. Check us out online, BICBP-radio.com. Find us on the social medias, Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast on Facebook, at HTS underscore pod on Instagram, Twitter, and I don't think our TikTok is up and running anymore, but whatever. Uh, maybe we'll get that going again. Maybe I'll turn it over, turn that over to Bold Claim Ben if he ever wants to be more part of things. Like, follow, share, subscribe, tell your friends, and as always, go Bills!